You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Run like a wild man. I watched you struggle and I watched you wrestle with them angels. From Auburn University, Bo Jackson. The correct Auburn Arena time is 9.02 p.m. Central Standard Time. Your digital audio device is tuned into the Orange and True podcast, coming to you live to tape for the first time in 2022. Greetings and salutations. It is I, Sunnercrow2 on Twitter. You can find me at Sunnercrow on Bimbo. To one side of me, via the magic of the internet, a man who has just let his hair down tonight. The rumor monger himself, Ryan Starrett, at Ryan S. Starrett. The S stands for. Uh, I don't know, man. Salon Don with that haircut. <laughs> the Pantene Pro. The Pantene Pro. A lot of flow, a lot of lettuce coming out of the back of the helmet if you were a lacrosse player. It's a, it's a little fluffy today. Ryan, how's it going? Uh, How was your new year? It was good. We uh, we watched Norm McDonald clips for solid three hours or so. A little bit of John Madden, a little bit of Betty White. Um, definitely better than uh, watching football on New Year's Eve. So The trifecta. To the other side of me, uh, bringing you the full Fort Payne ASMR. That you pay extra for. All the way from not Sand Mountain, the AU Chief. Pitter patter. Pitter patter. Let's go at her, boys. We have got lots of basketball to talk about. The last time I was on here, I don't know. It's been a while. Stained. Been a while since I've been on here for a while. It's been a while. And I don't know what y'all spoke about last time. Uh,. Well, we skipped that. Yeah, we previewed LSU last time. Did you talk about the the game prior to LSU? North Alabama? I think we actually recorded the night before North Alabama. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, I'll beat the snot out of North Alabama. Yeah, they did. (laughs) Yeah, they did. And And also beat snot out of LSU. And then beat LSU, a really, really good LSU LSU team that is better than um, people think. I mean, they're undefeated coming in, so already that's pretty good. But defensively, they're one of the highest-rated teams in the country. Let me, let me correct you. Um, the highest defensively-rated yeah. team in the country. Still. They are, still, still number one. They are an, an incredible defensive team. And a team that scores a lot in transition, likes to get out and run on you when they mm, get they those turnovers. And they did have more transition points than we did. I'm pretty sure about that uh, in this game. But, Chief, how many points did they have at halftime? Uh, not many. They only had one uh, for the first six Quarter, essentially. Uh, yeah. 11 minutes. 11 21 minutes. points. Yeah. They had 21 points at halftime, which is the lowest number of points that an opponent has Boy. ever scored in Auburn Arena. And that includes Georgia, who's played in Auburn Arena several times. It's been terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and some bad Missouri team that we played last year. Here. Does that include Auburn in Auburn Arena as well? No, this is opponents. Teams opponents yeah. only. Opponents Which, when you think only. about it, hasn't Auburn always been its worst, or toughest opponent? Man, maybe also in life. Chuck Person would say so. <laughs> well, uh, boy, but yes, this LSU game was—it was a good one. Uh, as, the, as they say. Does anyone say that? I don't know. Uh, but it was good. And uh, Auburn looked really good. Uh, like one of the best teams in the country good. Yeah. Like, uh, Triple-double good, huh? Auburn, it was yeah. interesting because a um, it, Auburn looked good enough that you would consider it to be one of the best teams in the country. But also, like, when you play a team that's that good defensively, and then you have a guy, you have multiple players, score double figures. You have Wendell Green, who was transcendent. Um, again, Wendell Green's had some pretty incredible games. 
But mm-hmm. you're playing a team that's one of the best teams in the country that's undefeated, and you have a dude get 11 blocks. <laughs> 11 blocks is so demoralizing. It is... I. My brother and I used to have this debate over which is more demoralizing, a guy scoring 40 or a guy having 20 rebounds. <laughs> and I used well, to always, we may find out. I used to always say 20 rebounds is 20 rebounds is demoralizing. If you, you just cannot get a rebound because this one dude's getting all of them. I would say 11 blocks, double digit blocks is up there. If you cannot get a shot off because dude is throwing every other shot into the stands. That's tough. I that is really tough. And this LSU is not North Alabama. This is a really stinking good team. Yep. Yeah. For most of the first half, uh, Walker Kessler had more blocks than LSU had points. Um, I think he had three in the first minute minute of play or so. And as we said, LSU scored their third point with nine minutes left. So I've gone blank, but LSU had has a NBA prospect who played really well in this game and stripped mm. Jabari on a fast break. He had a rough, uh, rough go of it early in the game. Um, he, he just, he wasn't getting involved as much. Uh, Auburn which, limited his happened. touches. Yeah. Well, that's happened a few times with him too. It, it's taken him a while to get going. Uh, in this game, he, he's come the closest to, I'd say to struggling. And oh, you're talking about Jabari. Jabari. Yeah. Going up against uh, Terry Eason, he's like Eason. a top twenty at draft prospect. Yeah, so Eason's a yeah. Eason's a stud, and Auburn made him look pretty pedestrian for t- at times, but he yeah. played he played well. Yeah, jo- I mean, Jabari, he's I mean, probably the best best matchup uh, Jabari's had. In oh, his life, for sure, right? So. Yeah. yeah, Jabari still almost had a double double, right? Right. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure how close he was on rebounds, but it, it was probably pretty close. I, he uh, did t- Jabari turn- finished his game 16 points, four rebounds, okay, not block, steal, assist. Okay. Still, decent decent game. He, I, how many turnovers did he end up getting credited with um, in this game? Uh, turnovers for Jabari, four turnovers. Yeah. Um, he, he struggled. He, he struggled a little bit they, when, when they put a little pressure on him. Um, but, you know, it, it – it was a it was a tough go for him for a while, but, but when anybody but Eason was guarding him, yeah, he was the best player on the floor by a mile. Like, well, well he's he's still the only player that can just get his own shot. Well, that, so. and to that point, the most impressive play of the season this year so far was into the first half. Inbound comes to Jabari. He's at the elbow, takes the ball. They are full court pressing him. And I can't remember if it's off an inbounds or off a missed shot. Mm-hmm. Either way, they're they're doing a full court press, and it's not Eason guarding him. It's another dude. Jabari acts as if that guy is not there, and right hand dribbles the entire way down, gets to free throw line extended on our end, jumper, makes yep. it. Time expires. This is such a difficult play. Um, I want like you're thinking about this. You're like, well, that's not that hard, Crow. You go to a gym or go to a court, <laughs> and you get the ball and run full speed with it to a jump shot at the other elbow and yeah. make it. Now try to do it with the guy guarding you. Now try to do it with the clock running down, and we in a crowd of full of people. Jabari makes it look so easy that watching yeah. it the first time, you might think, oh wow, that's just a really good player. The confidence to know where my spot on the floor is, because he's made 15 shots from that exact spot this season so far. He loves elbow extended. He loves that elbow, spot on yep. the floor. That, that 15, 17-foot jump shot from either side, he is killing people with it. He knows he can make it from there. So he, him taking it down there, not trying to drive to the lane and get a contested layup, but going, no, I, this is cash from here, so I'm just going to take it right there make it um that's unbelievable that's a that is a preposterous level of confidence for an 18 year old and to do it with a guy guarding you who is trying to full court press and you just dribble him out of his socks go to your spot make your shot halftime yeah. it's ridiculous yeah, re- related to that you've you've talked a lot over the years about bruce being a great uh blob and slob coach 
Out of Bounds yes. plays. And uh, I think on Twitter yesterday or today, uh, Drew at Orange Drew, who kind of does those video breakdowns, he was talking about how this year there's a very simple baseline out of bounds play that Bruce has drawn up, and it's he just calls it Jabari better, where they throw it into Jabari at the elbow, hits a two. Yeah. That, that's all it is. That's all it is. <laughs> if you, I mean, like, if you watch a lot of Kobe, I would say the thing about Kobe Bryant and Dirk Nowitzki, because I watched a lot of those two guys in my life, is that there were certain spots on the floor that you you had to keep them from getting to that spot. Because if they got to that spot, it's two points. And and those two guys both knew, if you don't have a baseball bat, I'm getting to that spot. And I'm making this shot. And that's kind of where Jabari's at. Like he he is he is to that level of I got my spots on this court that if you let me to that area, it's two points. Or I'm going to the free throw line. That's it. I also wonder if people just understand how difficult it is just to not not take your own shot. Anybody can just take take any shot they want on the floor if they just don't have a conscience, I guess. But to to take to be able to create your own shot on good shots. All of Jabari's shots are good. None of them are. Yeah. <laughs> almost none of them have been contested in a way that's actual actually contested he can just do it and 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 make any any shot that he takes a good shot whether it goes in or not it's really hard like most most players can't yes that's a really good point you know there's a lot of guys on the Um, team this year and last year and the year before and the year before where sometimes they'd shoot it in your head you're going no and they make it and like oh okay Jabari's never yeah. taken one of those shots. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. No, every time I'm like, oh, all right, just, yeah. <laughs> just do it. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, you know, and, and, it, there's a lot of people that <laughs> basically can only get a shot if they're getting passed to. Um, uh, you know, Bar- Bryce Brown was okay at it. Uh, early on, though, that dude needed somebody to pass him the ball, and he needed to be set up for a shot. Um, there's a lot more guys that can do that that can do what Jabari does, which is just decide where he wants to shoot it from and take it there himself and shoot it. Um, and and it's it's incredible to watch. But this wasn't uh, a Jabari game. No. Nope. So Auburn won the four factors because it won effective field goal percentage, fifty five to fifty to thirty three. Pretty healthy margin there. Yeah, lost turnover percentage. Auburn turned the ball over a lot more than it wanted to. But again, this is the best defensive team in Ken Palm, LSU. Auburn won the offense rebound percentage and won what we're calling the free throw ratio, which is really good. Auburn got to the line, which isn't something it has not been doing this year. This may be one of the only games it's done this in. Um, But the man of the hour was Walter Kessler, who I believe currently has more blocked shots on this season than the North Carolina Tar Heels do as a team. Not to like more compare, than most teams, but he does. Yeah, I think I saw it was what Walker is uh, compared to other teams. He'd be 55th in the country in blocks. Yeah, he had 16 <laughs> points, 10 rebounds, and 11 blocks in this game, and made a three, which he says he dabbles in shooting threes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I dabble. Walker Kessler, the dabbler. Walter Kessler may be Auburn Twitter's. Official player of this team at this point. <laughs> also part of the bucket hat gang. So yeah, he is. My, my one might even say he's the leader of the bucket hat the gang. Leader. He was the, he took the he took the plunge before uh, anyone else. The bucket hat boys. Alan Flanagan played a lot of minutes in his in his Good second Lord, game back. Twenty eight, right? Twenty eight minutes. That's I mean, <laughs> if there was any <laughs> doubt, if he was in shape, he played twenty eight minutes at college basketball. And was uh, four rebounds away from a trip, from a double double. Yeah, ten points, six rebounds, three steals. You know, you could tell he was still a little rusty, but not. It, it wasn't much. There wasn't a whole lot of rust left on there. Yeah, I mean, still, still two of four from three. You know, pulling six rebounds, three steals. It's just he's still back has to being the 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 best on ball defender probably on the team. Um. Still has one of the weirdest shots of anybody I've ever seen. It's like a shoots from the side. 
Just hitting on lefties, I think. No, it's just a, just a weird shot, man. It's it, he, <laughs> he, like, turns sideways to the basket to shoot his threes, and they go in. I, like don't, Jaylen, I don't – Whatever he's got to do to be 50% of Jalen Rose's shot was weird like that, too. Um, today, as of the recording of this podcast, Auburn is number nine in both Ken Palm and the AP poll. The AP poll means very little. It means less than this podcast poll, which in which Auburn is first. But it is uh, still a thing in Auburn's top ten. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Number nine. I'd say that's a pretty good spot to be going you know, into the into the new year. Sure. Um, I believe I have to double check. I think that makes Auburn the highest rated team in the SEC. Um, not knowing where Kentucky is at this point. Kentucky's pretty but, good, um, guys. They're, they're, yeah, I'm, they're, I'm. I'm getting a little bit. I used to be – I was supremely confident in our ability to beat Kentucky. I'm a little bit less so. They match up really well with Auburn. It's almost as if Cal was like, we're going to construct an Auburn-beating team. Well, yeah, when you, when you mentioned – When you mentioned uh, being demoralized by somebody getting 20 rebounds, that – That son of a gun might get 30. Like, he, <laughs> he is – He's 20 getting back-to-back games. He's getting 20 a game oh. at this point. That's absurd. Uh, they got Dennis, really they got Dennis Rodman on their team. That's what they got. Oh my gosh, that's insane. Um, yeah, uh, it's it's. I, I just look at the other teams though in this conference and the teams ahead of us, and I wonder how many of them have uh, not just twelve deep because we're twelve deep, um, not just. Uh, one of the top three players, I think, maybe probably the top player uh, in the draft. Uh, but possibly three first rounders, possibly two lottery picks on the team. Like I don't see that on any. Well, of who's those your other second? Teams. Who's your second lottery pick? Kessler. If he maybe. keeps hitting threes, maybe. Yeah. But I could see he's got first. If he, if he can be a twenty-five to thirty percent three-point shooter. I mean, he, he does. runs as well as any seven-footer. Yeah. And, uh, he does have the most shots. important ability, which is being seven foot, the ability to be seven feet tall. Yeah, right, exactly. That, um, is a, that is an uncoachable ability. Uh, yeah. And, so, Ryan, you've got our Ken Palm projections down here. Yeah, Ken so Palm, who's hating on Auburn. To, to talk about Ken Palm and talk about team rankings, just some different projection systems. Uh, both of them pretty much have Auburn slated at twenty-five and six. Wait a minute, and finishing. Before we do this, yeah, the, can we do? Bef- we're going to do Ken Palm and team rankings, which are both kind of advanced stat nerd sites. We really need a theme song for that. It's like Nerd Corner, and so Jack, just throw in like a Nerd Corner theme song. Hang on, hang on. If anybody's coming up with songs, that's you. Okay. <laughs> It's Nerd Corner theme song. It's the Nerd Corner (laughs) with Ryan. There you go, Ryan. (laughs) All right, this week on Nerd Corner. Uh, Yeah, Ken Palm, 25 and 6, looking at 14 and 4 in the conference, which I think is like two games clear of any other team's projections in conference play. Beating one of the best teams in the conference in your first game will do that for you. Um Mm-hmm. Like of the games left on the schedule, there's only two that Auburn's projected to lose outright, and that's wow. at, at Bama, at Tennessee, and that's by a combined four points. So, I, I don't know. This is still not a place any Auburn fan should be familiar with or comfortable with, because even on the Final Four year, like there was there were some slumps in SEC play. There was Auburn was not the the best team in the conference all season long. Um. Yeah, it, we we have to sit here with perspective and say Auburn's probably going to not look great at some point in the season. Sure. Just because we're Auburn fans, that's what you have to say. No. Right? I'm going to speak against that <laughs> right now. There is a spirit of negativity among Auburn fans who would rather be ranked 16th all year. <laughs> like 16th to 20th, that's kind of where Auburn fans want to be. And then go into the the tournament as like a six seed, whereas I'm saying right now, no, peacock this thing. We are, we should be number one. 
And anybody who doesn't rank us number be. one is hating on us. The fact that the that Ken Palm thinks we're going to lose six games is trash. We're losing zero games. So we're being disrespected is what you're saying. Auburn is disrespected. All poison. It's all rat poison. Any game we're not the favorites is, is a lie. That's the attitude we need to have. We need to quit with this. Oh, I can't believe it ranked so high. I don't like this. No. Jabari Smith didn't care what the AP poll says. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's some more numbers to, to back up what you're saying, Crow. Uh, team rankings, another uh, projection site. They have Auburn as a 50% chance or better to go 25 to go 25 or 6 or better. That wasn't clear, but regardless. Uh, 37% chance Auburn wins the regular regular season SEC. So one and three, roughly. 21% Auburn wins the conference tournament. 16% chance at a what, number one national seed. 20% chance for number two seed. So roughly one and three, Auburn is a uh, top two seed. 16% chance at making the final four. 4% chance at winning the title. Pretty good numbers. That's right? pretty good. Could be better yeah. team rankings. <laughs> They're all hating. The only thing I could I would agree though, only because we are in the still in the midst of a global pandemic, and there could be an outbreak, and we could lose some games because Leo Borman's our best player on the court. I mean, it's also basketball. Like it's also basketball. You can have a bad night. Um, I mean, there's a reason why that there's only a few undefeated teams left, and. You know, there's still a bunch of teams ranked. There's more teams ranked than are undefeated. So there's a reason South Carolina lost to Coastal Carolina. Mm-hmm. It's and basketball. State. It's basketball. Yeah, but we also um, have the best player I, in the country. By the way, I didn't realize uh, Cliff Ellis still at Coastal Carolina. Yeah, man. Cliff Dwellers is uh is Mamadou there with him still, or did he move? No, no, no he's Ma- at UCF. Yeah, Ma- yeah Mamadou coached in Auburn Arena this year. Right. Uh, yeah, Mamba, Mamba don't coach at UCF anymore. Right, at Coastal Carolina. Coastal. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, we're playing right. South Carolina. South Carolina is much worse than LSU. However, we are playing them in Columbia. And that is a place where for a long time, for whatever reason, Auburn basketball dreams went to die. Mm-hmm. It is also the place where I believe we clinched or came close to clinching we could have clinched sorry no, no, no. that is dream that also we could have clinched the sec there and we didn't because anthony got hurt at south we carolina clinched, we, we clinched against south carolina at home right a couple of weeks prior anthony broke his leg at anthony south got hurt at south carolina so this is a place that has a lot of memories a lot of problems with auburn fans i want you to take all that and put it in the garbage because this South Carolina team lost to Coastal and is the number 95th ranked team in Ken Bomb. They are 9-3. and three. For whatever reason, now I think Frank Martin's a great coach. They seem to have had more COVID problems than any team in the conference. Is that right? This, like year, it, and, this year and last year. I know. I mean, the last couple COVID issues this year, Frank Martin missed like half the season last since year. Since the beginning of the pandemic, it appears that South Carolina – I I think that their team is just not taking it seriously. Maybe like are they just licking <laughs> handrails in the in the quad? Like what's happening? Because it seems like they have last year. Like you're right, their coach missed half the year. They had mm-hmm. multiple games where they had like six scholarship players, and then this year they're already they haven't played since before Christmas because of COVID. I don't know what's going on up there in Columbia. Are they just are they not masking? Are they not vaxxing? Are they are they going to raves? Like I don't know what what, what, what is the team doing? Well, the Columbia now, rave scene, you know, real, real famous. Well, currently it doesn't really seem like anything matters because you're just gonna get it, um, right? But you know, depends on what you've done. Maybe that can mitigate how it's gonna affect you. There or are other schools that seem stuff. to not have had a single player catch it. On football no. or basketball, looking at a different school in this state, in, in the state of Alabama, that for whatever reason have gone two years without having a starter miss time due to this pandemic. Meanwhile, South Carolina can't get six guys together half the time. 
Yeah, yeah. that definitely contributes to why they're second in the country in bench minutes. I think uh, you talked about Auburn going uh, 12 deep. The South Carolina team does too. Um, yeah, I don't think they're like 12. There are a lot of different players. Yeah, not necessarily <laughs> as talented as the Auburn yeah. roster. Um, but it, it won't be a situation where you're probably getting guys to foul out or um, play 30-plus minutes for, for South Carolina. Um, this is a Frank Martin-ass team, if there ever was one. Uh, not, a, not a great scoring team, not a super talented team. Uh, but they play really good defense. They're a top 50 Ken Palm team on defense. Bunch of dudes I'm going to hate. Bunch of dudes you're going to hate. Uh, their, their best player is a center from uh, Massachusetts. Wonderful. Uh, 6'10", 250. You know, oh. 6'10". Crawford, no, he, he gets a lot of fouls. He uh, or commits a lot of fouls, uh, but is great on the offensive glass and uh, just a high-volume guy from two. Um, basically just Chris Silva reincarnate, I think. Um, but like I said, not, not a great offensive team. They're 184th on uh, offense in Ken Palm. Um, they don't really shoot all that well. Won't go into that cause you'll get mad at me chief. Uh, <laughs> but they're a, a really good rebounding team. That's going to get a lot of second chance points and take a decent amount of free throws. Um, so, uh, for whatever reason, South Carolina, I don't know what Auburn's, record for South Carolina is over the last five years, but it feels like it's not great. Um, so remember when this, South this Carolina like won, could be another one of these teams. Ryan, you probably don't remember this, but Chief, do you remember when South Carolina won back to back NITs? Oh yeah, man. Crazy. This they feels were, like one of these teams that could win the NIT. That's what you're getting at. Well, no, I mean it's like they they've always been kind of like tough in basketball. Yeah. Not yeah. like good, but tough. And like those two teams were the number one seed overall in the NIT both years on the bubble. Barely, just barely didn't get in and then just housed that tournament. Um, yeah, and they, they were, they've always been that way. They've always been just scrappy as all get out. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, Frank Martin was basically a match made in heaven for them just just to carry on that scrappiness. Um. Boy, he loves to have players that I just hate on his teams too. <laughs> oh, buddy! But that one, no. that super tall dude, isn't there anymore. No, he's gone. Silva. Silva. I yeah. wish he was on our team. That, <laughs> you, you stepped away there for a second, Kuro, but That's what I was saying. Is their, their best player is essentially another Chris Silva. Yeah, he's a, certified. Six ten, six ten, two fifty. Uh, Gonna get fouled from Boston, and he's he gets fouled a lot, and he commits a ton of fouls. Um. Hopefully the the rest are calling it in this one, but you never hey, remember. Know, so. Remember when we were playing up there and Chris Silva could have fouled out like ten times and they just wouldn't call <laughs> the uh, fouling. Ugh. Yep. Crow, Crow, do you want to take a, a shot at his last name? It sounds like something you would maybe have a better chance of pronouncing than either Chief or I. Is he from? Um, Is it Slavic? Can Is that you, can you give me that? a? Uh, he's he's from he's from Massachusetts. Okay. So, uh, Wildens Levesque. Is it L-E-V-E-Q-U-E? Yeah, it looks like French to me, but Vildens is Dutch, so he's got a lot going on. Um, <laughs> he's probably Belgian. Oh, you know what? You're absolutely right. I bet he's Belgian. I bet he has Belgian heritage. <laughs> Vildens like Levesque. His middle name's probably German. Yeah, he's just all over the place. Oh, he's cousin. He's uh, cousins of Neural Joel. No way. Yeah. Wow. Nerlens, one of he of one of the worst contracts in the entire National Basketball Association. All right, um, I really don't want him to get twenty five rebounds in this game, but he is really good at offensive rebounds. Um, and that's tough. Like offensive rebounds is tough because we aren't a significantly great defensive rebounding team. We're pretty good, um, but it's going to take Walker really stepping up on the defensive glass, Jabari. And I think getting Flanagan back is going to help because Flanagan's an underrated rebounder himself. So those three guys have got to do a lot of work on the offensive and defensive, on the defensive glass especially. We're a really good defensive team, but defense hasn't 
end until you get the ball back. And so if Holmes can get a lot of offense rebounds, it's going to be a long night. Yep. That's uh, we can't foul this worrisome. dude. Five fouls. I'm, wor- that's I'm just, crazy. The, the no, one no, thing no, I'm five for forty is is how many he commits. He's a oh, commits okay. I think. Yeah. The, um, the one thing I worry about with with this Auburn team is just getting out rebounded. Um, I we did a really good job of it for a few games, but um, you know, it's I think it's still an issue. Um, for for I'd, them. I'd like to see Auburn go back to that full-court press with the guards. Uh, this mm-hmm. South Carolina team gives up a ton of steals. They're, they're one of like the worst, 30 worst teams in the country in steal percentage on offense. Auburn being one of the, the better teams, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just hound them all night, keep that pressure up. Um, especially now that you've got the depth. It seems like uh, Cambridge will be back. So um, you've got bodies to, to go at these guys if you need to. Not worry about fouls. Yeah, I'm hoping we don't have a surprise one or two or more guys like we did with Devin last week uh, before this game tomorrow. That would be a real bummer. Um, there's a good, again, good thing we've got about 12 guys that can play minutes uh, if they have to. So, yeah, there's like two guys that it's like Auburn's Auburn's a different team if Jabari or Walter can't can't go. Right. If those two guys can go, it, Auburn's pretty plug and play. Like, yeah, the other dudes can kind of all fit in around those two yeah. cats. We still end up with some some weird lineups that aren't aren't great <laughs> at That's times. Uh, but it, you know, I think Bruce is just clowning on people with that stuff. Sometimes <laughs> I look at the court. I'm like, what is he doing? He just got five <laughs> dudes out there. Yeah, they, they, I I can't remember specifically. There was one where it was like he had I, I Zepp mean, and was, Leor at the one and two at one point. I think. Yeah, Zepp, Leor, uh, Jalen, uh, Chris Moore, uh, and, yeah. and Cardwell. I think and Cardwell all at the same time was was a, a bit of a strange lineup. And uh, you're asking Jalen to like do a lot. Was, <laughs> yeah, and it it didn't feel like it was the. the the best lineup, uh, you know, for all I know, they had the, you know, best PER or uh, plus minus during that, uh, during that period. But uh, who knows? Uh, yeah, I actually want to see what the the Jalen Williams PER is right now. Do, 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 do. I'm looking it up so you can talk, know talk after, amongst yourself. I know after the last game, Walker has jumped Jabari in PER. Um, and again, a triple do that. Triple double will do that for you. Yeah, no joke. Um, um, but they're both like twenty seven or twenty eight plus. Yeah, Walker's yeah. at thirty, and Jabari's at twenty seven. <laughs> Dylan Cardwell's at twenty two, um, and then Jalen's at sixteen. And that's Jalen at playing. He's playing two hundred minutes, whereas Walker's playing three hundred minutes. So Jalen's not playing. Close to the minutes per game he normally was, mm-hmm. um, and still a very efficient player, and still a uh, a point one six win share. Which, okay, so here's here's your win share. That's that's win share for forty. His total win share, Ryan. Who has the highest win share on this team? I'm looking at it, so you might want to ask you. Oh, my computer froze. The highest. So you might want to ask you. Um. Hmm. That's not, uh, a, not a trick question. Not a trick I mean, question. Jabari. Uh, yeah, he's got two point four win shares right now, uh, and point two six eight per forty. Both team highs. So uh, yeah, point two six eight per forty is nuts because basically that means that for every game, Jabari is worth a quarter of a win. <laughs> I mean, that checks out. The eye yeah. test uh, will tell you that. I Having think. him on the floor is worth one-fourth of a win. I still have this – I still can't ha- help but have this feeling that there are people that watch Auburn basketball that, that don't get Jabari, like don't get how good he is. I think those people must exist. Uh, I, 
he still hasn't had the the thirty five point night where he's just I don't, I don't know making highlight plays every time down the court. Right. And some and of that is because he's he's not a you know thirty five percent usage guy. Right. And you guys you guys used to get mad at me all the time for saying guys are good but inefficient. Uh, like Kira Lewis <laughs> is one of those guys from years past. Uh, Anthony where, Edwards. Oh, Anthony the, Edwards. A NBA most, superstar, Anthony guy, Edwards, one of those guys. <laughs> and really good basketball player. He's having a pretty good start in his NBA career, but he didn't make Georgia any better. Georgia was still one of the worst teams in the SEC that year because he was taking 35, 40% of the shots when he's on the court. Jabari's not doing that. He's taking, I mean, he's 20%, and Wendell Green's 20%, and Walker's 20%. And it, this team is so deep that Jabari doesn't have to be that guy right now. Right, but if you sit there and you break down film and you, or you just watch all of his games, you see he is that talented every single night. The the advanced stats kind of show an eight man rotation that yeah. that I didn't think about until just now, but it's kind of obvious, and that's part of partially because Flan isn't really on these yet. Right, but I am shocked to see that Jalen is having a worse year in advanced stats than one Dylan Cardwell. Um, Dylan Cardwell's crushing it. I I don't think Jalen's been that great this year. Um, I, I know I know he's, he's efficient, but I just haven't. He also has a – Jalen yeah. has a super high usage rate, um, basically, which, which kind of goes into that crazy lineup you're talking about. He's playing with lineups in which he's the guy. Like he'll come on the yeah. court and like his usage rate is almost the same. It's higher than Walter Walter Kessler's. It is. Um, well, he's also got an assist rate of a guard. Yeah, it's true too. Plays that usage rate a little bit. Yeah. Um, so he's he's handling the ball a lot more than most power forwards will. Um, you know, twelve and a half percent assist rate, and his his turnover rates kind of climbed this year as well at seventeen percent. He's being asked to do a ton. With that second right. unit, he's being asked to handle the ball, move the ball, and score the ball with the second unit. Um, yeah. Whereas whereas Dylan Carwell's over here with his nine usage percentage uh, <laughs> compared to Jalen's twenty and crushing it. He's whatever whenever Jalen gets Dylan Carwell gets the ball, good things happen, it seems like. Well, he's doing a lot of uh it's a lot of uh, the Austin Wiley kind of stuff where he's just he's cleaning up around the basket, um, which is which is contributing to that a lot. Um, I, I'm not saying he's, you know, exactly Austin Wiley or anything. It's just a, a, a similar thing where, you know, if if he, he's down there to clean everybody else's messes up for the most part, he's doing uh, he's, he's doing a really doing good, good job of it. He's doing a really good Horace Spencer impersonation. Sure. Um, with probably a little bit more efficiency and less fouls. Yeah, he's leading the team in offensive rebounding rate at 16%. For comparison, Walker's at 10.5. Um, Jalen's at 6.8 on the offensive glass. So 16% for Dylan Cardwell, that leads to a lot of those mop-up buckets that you're talking about. Yeah. Um, he's been a good defender, too. I mean, he's, he's not Walker Kessler, but he's got a lot of block shots. Um, so when you're, when you're just asking him to make – you know, put put back twos and be a mm-hmm. rim protector. Yeah, he's been great at that this year. Yep. Sure Can has. we talk about um, how Jabari has a twenty four percent defensive rebounding percentage? <laughs> he's getting a yeah, quarter of all the defensive rebounds available. And and Walker also at twenty four percent. So you put them basically that's saying anytime you put Jabari and Walker on the court together, those two guys get half of the defensive rebounds. <laughs> that's crazy. Available. Uh, or half of the rebounds on the defensive end, including any of them, any of the opposing offense gets. Yeah, wild. That's crazy. Uh, I just had a thought uh, when you were talking about uh, Dylan that I don't think this team really has a, a, a quote unquote energy guy because I think everybody on this team, for the most yeah. part, is an energy guy. Like, like over half the team are just energy dudes they're also uh very talented outside of just offering up energy so um i think that's that's working it's still it's still katie johnson he takes it to another level yeah but it's like but he's he's a starter like he's not he's not coming off the bench to give anybody a boost uh 
And we he's don't have so to have plays. somebody do that because he's already out there usually. It's pretty great. He's made so many plays over the last uh, couple games where really all season, I guess. But uh, on inbounds plays, he's you know in other guys' face and causing turnovers. And there was one against LSU where he almost got the steal on the inbound, I think knocked the ball loose, went to the ground with it. The guy still gets up and gets away with the ball and – KD is on the ground reaching for him and kind of swatting at it almost causes another turnover. <laughs> he's just, he's never out of a play. No, uh, he is. Uh, I, I liked his uh, answer on Twitter or uh, I don't know if he's answering a question. He, tw- he just tweeted that people ask him uh, who he watches in the league or whatever. And he says he doesn't really watch other guys in, in the NBA. <laughs> He, he watches NFL players. Yeah, which is so hilarious. <laughs> and, and it makes so much sense. So much sense. Yeah, he, he's an NFL safety playing college basketball. So yeah. Sure. It's so funny. Like that. It's so much yeah. fun to watch, too. Um, I'm, I'm glad he plays for us and not, not Georgia because, God, I'd hate him if he played for Georgia. Right. Also, he wouldn't be winning any games if he played for Georgia. Yeah, it'd be too bad for him because he'd be losing a lot of games. What is Georgia five and eight? He beat uh, Memphis though. Beat Memphis, lost to Garner, Garner Webb uh, last week. Not just lost. Got uh, spanked by Garner Webb. Got the Webb. pillow put over their face and just smothered. It was. Uh, uh, let's see where are they at now? Down to number two sixteen in Ken Palm, five and eight overall. Um, Still better than Missouri? Last Their last two games, they are not better than Missouri. Oh, okay. <laughs> their last two games, uh, losses by 17 to Garner-Webb and mm. by two to East Tennessee State. ETSU put up 86 points on them at Georgia. Are we going to score 150 on them? Would be, sure would be nice. It would be really, <laughs> be really nice. It would be cathartic. It'd be wonderful. So their, their best win is Memphis, obviously, 32nd in Ken Palm. Uh, can you take a guess at where their second best win is in Ken Palm? 390. <laughs> <laughs> so they've beaten uh, in reverse order, I guess, from, from worst to best. Uh, South Carolina State, 329. Western Carolina, 296. FIU, 243. And Jacksonville, 226. Not Jacksonville State, Jacksonville. Where's Jacksonville? Is that in Jacksonville, Florida? Jacksonville, Florida, yeah. The Jacksonville oh, the, the Dolphins. Dolphins, yeah. Out of the, out of the A-Sun, yeah. Wow. So they have one top 200 win in Ken Palm this year. <sighs> Lifetime contract. Yeah. They should really sign him. At this point, <laughs> they should buy low with Tom Crean and just lock him down. <laughs> Can I only go up for $10 him? a month. Lock him in. Yeah, <laughs> $10 a month. At this point, you're kind of looking around and wondering, well, maybe we should just hire Tony Barbie. <laughs> you know, <laughs> how bad could it get? <laughs> Tony Barbie was, was better it? than five and eight, I think, at one point in his life. Have we checked in oh. on him to see oh, how no. he's doing? Oh, no. <laughs> have, you, have, have you looked at Central Michigan this year? Surely haven't. The chips? Um, I don't know why I would. Uh, all right, I'll run through it real quick. Uh, okay. Their season has been a loss to Missouri, a loss to DePaul. They beat Eastern Illinois, uh, lost to Gonzaga, lost to Bellarmine, lost to Kentucky, lost to Xavier, lost to Western Illinois, Youngstown State, schedule. Illinois, Chicago, Detroit Mercy. They lost by 14 to Detroit Mercy, and they Wait. got their second win of the season against oh. Kent State on December 29th. They are 2-10, and 322nd in Ken Palm. Yikes. Oh. Tough look for my guy, Tony Barbie. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, is that a, a worse than their previous seasons? They no longer have a coach or or no longer uh, have, they got rid of the guy? Previous, previous seasons, uh, 281st, 216th, 129th, 168th, 229th. Oh, so they were sliding downwards and Tony's just... Is, uh, Let me finish this off for you boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tony Barbie said, yeah, you want to reset your program entirely? Here's, I will wipe your slate is. clean. Hmm. Well, hmm. He's like a, he's like an EMP. If basketball teams are like <laughs> a Radio Shack. <laughs> wow. Why would you hire that guy? 
Ryan Radio Shack was a store that you used to go to get doodads <laughs> and electronical things that you could have at your house. Wire. The, the Radio Shack sign still up in Tigertown. Yep. No way. Sure yeah. is. The Radio Shack used to be uh, close to downtown, I want to say, in Auburn. I haven't been in a Radio Shack in a long that. time. Last one I went in was that one out in Opelika. One of the last things I remember them doing was like an all, like they put a lot of money into marketing before they ended up going under and sponsored a bicycle race team with uh, Lance Armstrong as their lead rider. Wow. Which it turned wow. out great, as you might imagine, for them. His last team at Radio Shack. And then he admitted to using performance enhancing drugs. <laughs> so they were tied into that as he's wearing a Radio Shack hat. So one of the places that Amazon absolutely just killed, destroyed. Yeah. And everyone was like, oh, Best Buy will do it. No, Amazon was like, we'll kill both of you. We don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, I mean, and the thing is, because Amazon is the only place you can get a lot of the stuff that you could buy from there. Like you can't just go to Walmart or Best Buy no. to buy a we, lot. Of the stuff. We had a Fry's near us that was like five Radio Shacks put together. It was massive. Mm-hmm. Fry's was, wow. a little, was a little more niche. A Radio Shack was like niche stuff. Like yeah. you needed some stuff for your two-way radio. Transistors. You want to go buy a, buy thirty transistors in a yeah. little plastic bag? You go to Radio Shack. If you're some weirdo who has this like super high end. Um, listening room in your house because you're a massive audiophile mm-hmm. Radio Shack was your spot not Best Buy um, you need a uh, well back in the day you uh, you need some transistors and you also want to pick up uh, a uh, portable TV handheld TV a Watchman Sony Watchman yeah. <laughs> um, is that related to a Walkman yes. same my dad watched the OJ Simpson chase on a Sony Watchman <laughs> At the Rangers game, I was there. We watched. Oh, we were sitting at the Rangers game, watching the OJ chase. Amazing. Speaking of OJ, uh, we watched this New Year's Eve. All of the Norm Macdonald weekend update bits where he talks about the OJ Simpson yeah. case. Yeah. Highly yeah. recommend. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> well, guys, what do you think we're gonna do this week? We're gonna go. We're gonna want to know. Well, we've got two games this week. Oh, let's right? talk about the next one. Well, let's take a break first. Let's take yeah. a break, and then we'll talk about the second game. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back, boys. 46 minutes, 57 seconds into this podcast. We've just been talking about how we're going to smash uh, South Carolina. And now we're going to talk about that sweet, sweet net music that we're going to put on the silks there in Florida. It's at Florida, right? My No, we're at no, South Carolina. It's at home. Home for Florida. Yeah. And then away at in Hill. Yeah, in the hangar. So we get to host the Gators, who also have not played since before Christmas. Is that also COVID-related? Yeah, they were supposed to play, I think, Ole Miss last week, and that got canceled. It's COVID. Wow. Well, now I'm just I'm feeling lucky that we only had to miss one player for our opener and not forfeit a game or whatever they're doing, postponing. No, it's non-comps. It's, it's, they're a, probably shame. it's, shame. it's a shame Maybe other uh, Auburn teams couldn't. Miss games for COVID, but sure, I agree. <laughs> I'll leave it that. Whereas Florida, unlike South Carolina, Florida's beaten some decent teams. Yeah, they Florida's a weird team this year. They've got some good wins. They beat Ohio State. They beat Florida State, uh, top 100 Cal team. But then they've lost some really weird games. Uh, Maryland, one of them. They lost to Texas Southern, who was 0 and 7 at the time. They're still only the 91st in Ken Palm. Um, it seems like Florida the last couple of years is no one's really gotten a grasp of what they are. And they they should be, and they normally like preseason are one of the top four or five programs in the SEC. 
and they haven't been bad by any means. They're just mm-hmm. not really living up to uh, that hype. They've been slightly worse than their projected preseason every year. Uh, they've got some good players. They've got uh, another potential NBA guy in Colin Castleton on the team. Um, but, yeah, they just have, they're 28th in Ken Palm right now, and it feels like they should be better than that. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, they're, they're worse than the sum of their parts. Which yeah. is not what you want. No. Uh. They um they play fast though. They do. They're a fairly up tempo offense. Um, I, I don't think that's really going to bother yeah, Auburn at all. I mean Auburn's Auburn's defense is uh, played pretty well against some up tempo teams this year. Uh, that just kind of forces them into more turnovers and more mistakes. Um, and I'm. I get the sense Florida probably hasn't played a uh, front court defense like Auburn yet because most teams haven't. The thing that scares about Florida though is they're a, they're an incredibly phys- they always have been, and they still are a very physical team. Even under Billy Donovan, they were a physical team, and now they still are. Right. Um, and they are really good on the offensive glass, and they get to the free throw line as you have written here. They yeah. always do, and so it being at home. I'm a little less ups, a little scared, but if it was on the road, I'd be more like, "Is Walter Kessler going to have three fouls within ten minutes of the first half?" Like, we we got to make well, sure our big boys yeah. stay on the court. We've also had good teams go down there and lose before, so um, you know it's never it, it it's never fun to play in Gainesville, I guess. Uh, of course, unless you win, but uh, being at home, you know, gives me a lot more confidence. Uh, uh, yeah, and this is a night game too, I believe. I think it's a seven o'clock uh, tip off. Um, so it should be a, a good crowd. I think students will probably start being back around this time. Classes start next Wednesday. Uh, so it's no holiday bleacher tickets or anything like that. It should be a full jungle of students. Uh, yep. Yeah. And like you said, them being physical, I think, you would worry about that playing at Florida. That's something that can kind of get the crowd involved when you're getting a lot of second chance points and getting to the free throw line a lot. But I don't think that'll play as well on the road. They really struggle shooting uh, and they're, uh, I don't know. They're like, they're just not great uh, on offense. They're top 50 Ken Palm, but they're, they're not really blowing anybody out of the water that they've played. Well, yeah, I, I feel pretty confident we'll we'll handle that one. Um, but you know what? I'm I'm pretty confident that we're going to win most of our games in the SEC this year. I think that's a, a fair bet, there, Chief. Uh, but I don't I don't mean the uh, you know the cheat of win more than you lose. Uh, I mean I think we'll win almost all of our games in the SEC this year. And I don't, I'm not scared to say that. Like, I'm not scared that I'm going to jinx us. Like it, it just. So o- over under 13 and a half conference wins this year. How many do How we many? have left? 17. Over. Over. <laughs> Peacock, right? I, I mean, I don't think there's any, I've seen zero evidence to tell me that we shouldn't win more most like 15 games we just played the best defense in the country and beat them about 20 yeah um it's basketball so i'm i'm willing to you know give a concession that we could lose a couple just because we had like too many guys have an off night or you know you get screwed by the refs or um you just don't you know the other team just goes off that can happen too. And, you know, guys just can't miss. And then even if, if you're shooting well, if you're not shooting as well as they are, then you're done. But I just think, I think this team, I, this team has so much talent on it that they're going to get, be able to give any team in this conference uh, trouble. And, any team in the country, I would say. Yeah. Any team in the country trouble. Um, and I think people are starting to see that outside of Auburn. Um, I think it's pre- become pretty evident 
over this Christmas break. And I think if you replay that UConn game now, we'd probably beat that team by 20. Um, so it's um, – I'm excited, and I don't see any reason that we're going to lose a game this week. Uh, now we could come back, and we did, but – because – that's basketball, but I just don't think I don't I don't think we should worry about either one of these teams. I think we should expect to go and beat both of them by double digits. Yeah, I'm with Chief. I'm looking at I'm looking at a nine to fourteen point win on both these games. And if you're not, no, no you're hating. What'd you say? No argument for me. Uh, any be- more triple doubles this week? You know, we've only had, uh, what, two in the history of Auburn basketball, and let's, let's make it three. How about that? I would love Jabari <laughs> triple-double this I, week. I'm going to say, I, I, yeah, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say we will have at least one more triple-double from I'll, somebody this year. I will say, uh, if it's not Walker Kessler, it's probably Wendell Green. He's yeah. A really, he's a really good rebounder. Or it's yeah. going to be Katie Johnson against Georgia with, like, 40 Eight points. Like, 40 points, 12 steals, <laughs> 10 rebounds. Wendell... Wendell might end up being our top rebounder this year, like uh, before all said and done. Because he's like, what's he averaging now, Ryan? Uh, do you know off the top of your head? Uh, I'm just looking at his rates. He's only at two and a half percent on the offensive boards, but he's fourteen and a half on uh, defensive. For a guy, who's I mean, I'm, shorter than me. I mean, that's that's <laughs> better than Jalen Williams, better than Devin Cambridge, better than like Mike. my estimate is he's pulling down at least five a game, uh, but I think it might be more. Um, is he five? He's like five nine. <laughs> he's so small, but he he's he's good. He's like uh, he's tiny Dennis Rodman. There we go. He just knows where he needs to be to to grab boards. Um, our best rebounding guard prior to this was we had Mustafa was our best rebounding guard that yeah, since Bruce was even amazing. then he wasn't. He was a three. He's a wing. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was what six seven. So six five. <laughs> okay. 4.1 rebounds, 4.6 assists per game. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right. So like, I, Bryce year, was an okay rebounder too, I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he was at past three point line every shot. So, yeah. Uh, but no, Crow, I asked uh, Chief and a uh, friend of the show, uh, Jeremy Golson, this question last week. Right now, at the beginning of conference play of the sophomore year, is Wendell Green ahead of where Jared Harper was? So this is this is the year that Auburn wins the SEC tournament or sorry regular season not tournament. Uh, I don't struggles. know. I'd have to rewatch some of those games. I would. I hesitate to say yes, but he might be. Mm-hmm. So Wendell Green right now is thirty-seven percent three-point shooting on the year. Um, it's an eighty-three percent free throw. Uh, he doesn't get to the line as well as Jared did. He also That's isn't having problem. to do nearly as much. Like Jared was needing, exactly. we needed Jared yeah. to do a lot more. Yeah. Um, now, if Jared was on this team, I don't know. I'd be interested to see what what Jared Harper would have done. The reason I asked the question was because he made some plays in the LSU game that we haven't seen him make this year. Uh, a couple of kind of acrobat uh, layups, drawing contact. Mm-hmm. Like he he took seven or eight free throw attempts in this game. And he made a couple of assists that you think there was. There's no way he could see somebody um, taking the ball to the rim and then getting behind the basket, out of bounds, finding somebody in the corner for a wide open three. Did that more than once in this game, and that's the kind of thing that that Jared had. That was the the wow factor as he you know, progressed throughout his career. Yeah. I... Yeah, I'd be interested to see what Jerry would do when he was having to be the third or fourth option. Because that's what we're right yeah. now. Wendell's gets the, the benefit of coming off the bench. He didn't even start. Yeah, he's coming off the just, bench. Just comes in and hangs out, throws some moves. I'm, I'm not sure the starter designation matters a ton because he's still playing 30 minutes a game off the bench. Right. But coming <laughs> off the bench, he doesn't have the pressure of. If we win, it's because I'm having a good game. If we lose, I had a bad game. He also has Jabari Smith and Walker Kessler. Like uh, that's like, the main thing. Outside of every everybody else, that's also probably better than most of the guys Jared it, it played with. Um, he, he's got two of the best players that have ever played at Auburn. Uh, 
uh, but does, soft, does that year how old was Bryce that year? His sophomore year? Bryce was it was Bryce's junior year. Does junior year Bryce start over Katie Johnson? Um that may no be idea. the only one because yeah, maybe. Yeah, probably. I mean sophomore year Bryce, Chuma right? is not starting over Ant, over Flan right now. No. Bre- sorry, this is freshman Chuma as well. Yeah, so. freshman, freshman Chuma. Chuma. Freshman Chuma, um, junior Malik, sophomore Samir. None of those dudes are playing over Malik. Not even Samir. Not even Samir. Malik has probably taken Chris Moore's minutes, so he's getting yeah four minutes a game, three minutes a game. Um, and Wiley's not starting over Kessler right now. No, or or Anthony. That's that's the year Wiley didn't play. Yeah, this was there was Anthony. Anthony, the center who hurt his, got hurt, and then Horace had to start. Anthony, so Ant, Anthony's six Ant, foot nine. He's yeah, not Ant's starting playing Walker. four on this team. Uh, Ant, Ant's playing four on this team is what's happening. Over Jabari? Ant, no, not starting. Okay. Good Lord. <laughs> um, he's coming off the bench. Uh, may, mm. this, this, that was the year Anthony was, uh, what, what, 38% from three? Yeah, yeah. Your, yeah. And also blocking every shot. Yeah, so he's he's probably playing at the four over Jalen. Probably and he's getting Just, Dylan Cardwell's minutes. So yeah, it, that yeah is but point. you know how many off seasons now have we talked about or, or drafted a uh, Auburn basketball all star team from the three of us, and it's it seems like oh we're only taking players from the last couple of years for because recency bias. And yet now it's this year's team. This year's take team, every one of these players. Yeah, but this year's team, at least three of the starters, I'm taking. Yeah, for the I, most there's, part. There's some dudes on that 98-99 team, and then the Marquise that would, uh, I think, obviously get minutes on this team. But there's like a wasteland of players that just, I mean, they don't see the floor on this team. I mean, we've always talked about Doc Robinson. Jared Sharif. We talk about that a lot. Right. Like, who's the right. best point guard, Auburn point guard? And I'm not ready to put Wendell up there right now because you're, I don't want to compare Wendell this year to Jared junior year. Yeah, right. I don't think Wendell's better than Sharif was last year. They're different players. Yeah, they're different players. Uh, uh, you know, Sharif on this team, man. Jeez Louise, man. <laughs> like, like, I, He'd have fourteen just, alley oops a game, just alley oops. Yeah, he wouldn't score a point probably. He, he wouldn't just, have to score a point. He just it, well, he, he would. Could, he could stand score. at half court and just make passes to whoever's open all game long. He he'd be the one drawing fouls, so he'd get some. He he scored fifteen a game from the free throw line. <laughs> yeah, and like everything else would just like he'd have thirty assists a game. No, we don't. Like I, I'm not going to sit here and say we need Thor or Sharif. Right. But I will say, Thor, I don't think helps this team. No, Sharif makes this team transcend. Super supernova. Like, this man. team like, is number one in the country right now. <laughs> this team's a G League team. This team is effectively a, yeah a G League team. <laughs> I mean, good grief! I mean, seriously, uh, Flan, Walker, Jabari, Sharif, and then I, I guess. Who the KD? Yeah, is your starters like only one guy that's not for sure an NBA player? Like, and he that one guy might be playing tight end for the Chiefs in a couple of years. Like, Kate Johnson (laughs) might have a career elsewhere. Uh, I mean, speaking of uh, tight ends, we're not going to talk football right now, but I do want to make one comment. Auburn's first baseman coming back for his sixth year. Uh, John Samuel Schenker exercising his COVID year announced this week. Uh, John Ham- John Samuel Schenkerheimer Schmidt. Put some respect on his name. All right, guys, that's gonna do it for us. Um, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. We hope that you guys stay safe. And in the words of the robot John Rothstein, think positive and uh, test negative. <laughs> I started to say that to people recently, and they're just looking at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like, hey, man, the robot on Twitter says this a lot. <laughs>
Uh, it feels man. like a recycled uh, public health campaign from the eighties. Yeah, exactly. Does Does he have a uh, like uh, a a tweet for when someone wins the national championship? This guy. No, no, he has he has tweets for random teams. When they lose. No, when they win. No, when they win. Oh, when they so win. when they win, right. he'll Auburn. tweet Auburn basketball. Period. Welcome to the jungle. Period. And it's. It's. I don't know how he does it so quickly. It's almost like he has all of these saved in drafts, like thousands of them. He might. Is He's the one guy, that coined uh, Will Wade American Gangster too. Is this guy actually a bot? No, people think this, and partially because of his profile picture on Twitter, looks like a <laughs> looks like a bot profile picture. Uh, no, it's mm. it's too good. He's been a guest on podcasts, and he hosts a podcast. We know that he's okay. well. There's a person well, with does, a voice. A, he does AI's the CBS studio yeah. for basketball, I think. Right. He has a CBS studio piece for basketball okay. now. Okay. On right. CBS Sports Network. Yeah. All right. I'll I'll believe it. I believe it. He's but real. his Twitter account could be automated, as far as I know. He tweets the same, like, five things every single day. Well, he has – what's his uh, his morning tweet? It's like 6 o'clock every morning. <laughs> I forgot what it was. But he also he's like it's it's only January, and then next month it'll be like it's only February, and then he sleeps. We sleep, sleep in May. We sleep yeah. in May. Like he'll sleep, tweet this out like every night. <laughs> he's he's a fan of the scheduled tweet. And it'll it'll be like when uh, what Drake beats Missouri State or something like that too. Yeah, <laughs> like, Drake beat Missouri State. We sleep in May. <laughs> what? All right. See you guys next week. We'll have multiple basketball games to talk about. And I believe we're going to maybe have some Auburn soccer to talk about by next week. We'll see. Bonos. Have a worry good weekend, everybody. Three, four,